1: Farm Talk with Dairy Gold, Post Calver Gold, your trusted feeding partner for your dairy herd this spring. On C103. Hello
3: and welcome to Farm Talk. I'm Barry O'Mahdi. Among the topics on this week's programme are Water Quality Week, which takes place from March 22nd to 26th. Having discussed water quality in recent programmes, we now look at the agenda for the week, Monday to Friday next. The Minister for Agriculture has launched the €40 million Beep S, the new beef sector efficiency pilot for 2021. We take a closer look at the Glass Traditional Farm Buildings Grant Scheme, while the CLORE 2021 programme has been launched by the Department of Rural and Community Development. This week, we hear from Makra in the Carberry region and some of their online activities. And John O'Connor has more on the stories making the Agri News this week.
4: Farm Talk on C103. Minister McConnellogue has announced that the Beef Environmental Efficiency Programme, hyphen sucklers, brackets beef S, under the new Beef Sector Efficiency Plan for 2021, opened on 16th of March 2021. Minister McConnog said applications for the scheme may be lodged through the following website, agfood.ie, all lowercase, with the closing date on Monday 26th of April 2021. In a press statement, Minister McConnog pointed out that BEEP-S has a funding provision of €40 million Euro this year, 21, and targets the weaning efficiency of circular cows and calves by measuring the live weight of the calf at weaning as a percentage of the cow's live weight. In recognition of the crucial role of animal health and welfare in economic and environmental efficiency, applicants to this scheme can also select from a number of optional health and welfare measures, including meal feeding or vaccination of winglings and or faecal egg testing of suckler cows. Minister McConnell clarified the 2021 BEEP-S scheme builds on the success of the scheme in 2020, in which to date... €40.46 million euro has been paid out to 24,430 farmer participants. Minister McConlogue reminded farmers that under the BEEP S scheme, participants may be eligible for up to €90 euro for the first 10 circular cow-calf pairs per herd and up to €80 euro per pair thereafter, subject to an overall maximum of 100 pairs per herd, that is, if all actions under the scheme as required are applied and completed in full, in accordance with the scheme's terms and conditions. Minister McConlogue pointed out that BEEP S is the latest in a line of support he had rolled out for our suckler and beef farmers. John O'Connor for Farm Talk, and the Minister for Agriculture, Food
3: and the Marine, Charlie McConlog, released a short information video to launch the Beef Environmental Efficiency Program. Hyphen sucklers. This
2: scheme helps drive efficiency gains in our world-class suckler herd while also delivering crucial income to our suckler sector. Farmers can receive up to €90 Euro per cow and calf pair on the first 10 cows and calves in their herd by carrying out a number of manageable measures. These include firstly weighing and recording of cow-calf pairs. Secondly, meal feeding of calves or a vaccination programme plus three a Fetal Eggs sampling program. BPS is the latest in the line of supports I've secured for our suckler and beef farmers. With 85 million euro in budget 21, including 40 million for the BPS scheme, 40 million for the beef genomics program, and five million for a new calf weighing scheme. I've also secured six million to promote our suckler beef brand abroad, and I'm continuing to work on delivering a projective protected geographical indicator status for Irish grass-fed beef at European level, which I hope will be extended on an all island basis in time.
3: Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnell. The cost of land nationally has risen to its highest point since 2008. A study by the Irish Farmers Journal shows the highest prices were in Donegal, Kildare and Waterford and the cheapest in Leitrim, Clare and Mayo. It's believed the increase could be linked to working from home and more people wanting to move out of cities. Paul Mooney of the Irish Farmers Journal says there's expected to be growth again this year. What's
0: being talked about there of people interested in moving from Dublin and relocating uh, away from the city to more rural areas and working from home, it does seem to be a real phenomenon and a real demand, a real interest, and not just something being talked about. Demand for uh, farmland is going to be strong, for example, and that demand for farmland with a residence on it is going to be strong. But it's very early days. It's only March. And, you know, the the big joker in the pack, COVID-19, is still very much at play, so it's too early. But all other things being equal, we certainly would expect that there will be strong demand.
3: Paul Mooney of the Irish Farmers Journal. Irish Wildlife Trust has received information from the Department of Housing, Local Government and Heritage through Freedom of Information that throughout 2020 only two permits were issued by the National Parks and Wildlife Service for so-called prescribed or controlled burning in Ireland. Both of these consents were in the Western Division with no permits issued in Southern, Eastern or Northern Divisions. Permits are required from MPWS where burning is planned within Ireland's 400-plus Natura 2000 sites, covering approximately 13% of the country, including large upland areas. Irish Wildlife Trust is aware of dozens of -of out-of-control fires in protected areas around the country. It says controlled burning of vegetation on the hills is an enormously polluting and harmful activity and is not a practical land management option in Ireland. IWT says land use policies, particularly forestry and farming, should promote rewilding and ecosystem restoration rather than penalising farmers for having natural vegetation on their land. Tiagask Forest Establishment Workshops have been well received and provided participants with the opportunity to gain an understanding of what a new forest can offer. Participants also got the opportunity to learn about what's involved and how to get started in the planting process. Close to 600 people registered for their workshops and each session had over 300 participants. The three one-hour online workshops were organised by Tagusk's Forestry Development Department. The series is set to continue in April with a number of workshops focusing on the management of a young farm forest. And to find out more, visit tiagasc.ie
4: Forward slash forestry. The ICFSA has called for TAM's reference costs to be increased and applied to grants currently in the system. And also, the organization has condemned the recent announcement that milk recording would be subject to an increase in VAT. This comes at a time when farmers should be incentivized to milk record and not be penalized. Speaking following meeting of the Farmers' Charter Committee, Mr. Dennis Drennan. Chairperson of the Icewind says Farm and Rural Affairs Committee said the association proposed the department immediately review the reference costs being used for TAMS investments to reflect the actual increased cost of materials in recent months. Dennis Drennan said the cost of steel had increased substantially, with the result that farmers expecting a 40% or 60% grant would see a substantially reduced grant in reality. He went on to point out. The department confirmed they are currently reviewing the costs and we need that review concluded as quickly as possible and, critically, the revisions should apply to current applications in the system. Mr Drennan said it's obviously unacceptable that farmers who in good faith applied for a grant at a particular level now find themselves receiving a substantially reduced grant due to the increased cost of materials, something that is completely outside their control. Given the really significant increase we are seeing here, he said, we're going to have to see the reference costs reviewed in a way that reflects that increase in costs. The ICMSA knows the Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine has the discretion to apply the revised reference costs to existing applicants, and he said the ICMSA was calling on him to do exactly that and thus ensure that farmers concerned received the actual level of grant they applied for. Part of a statement there from Mr Dennis Drennan, Chairperson of the ICMSA's Farm and Rural Affairs Committee. And in a further ICMSA statement, the Chairperson of the Farm Business Committee, Mr Shane O'Loughlin, has called on the Minister for Finance, Mr Pascal Dunhu, to reverse the decision to increase the VAT rate on milk recording. Shane O'Loughlin said the ICMSA raised the issue last year, 2020, And the association was now disappointed the matter had not yet been addressed given its importance. Mr O'Loughlin pointed out the decision is coming at a time when dairy farmers should be actually strongly incentivized to do milk recording from an animal health point of view and also pending laws regarding AMR, antimicrobial resistance moves, and also environmental perspectives. Shane O'Loughlin pointed out the decision to introduce a VAT increase on milk recording was coming at a time when dairy farmers should actually be strongly incentivised to take on milk recording. This was primarily from an animal health point of view and also the ongoing struggle against AMR, antimicrobial resistance. It was also totally contrary to government policy aimed at increasing the level of milk recording in dairy herds. As an example, Mr. Lachlan cited the move towards a selective dry cow therapy strategy, which involved a more targeted use of antibiotic treatments as a positive step to address the AMR situation, antimicrobial resistance. The ICMSA chairperson said the use of milk recording on dairy farms was key to that strategy, and indeed it was outlined as an action within the current government roadmap for climate change, Ag Climatize which was published in December of 2020. Mr Lachlan further pointed out to the Minister for Finance, Mr Pascal Donoghue, that COVID-19 has had an impact in terms of technicians travelling from farm to farm and coupled with the introduction of the Veterinary Medicines Directive in 2022, which will prohibit the blanket use of dry cow tubes and drying the herd, it seems that the different pillars of the state are making policies that are contradicting each other. Many farmers in recent days had received correspondence regarding the increased cost of milk recording and is completely the wrong decision in terms of stated policy. Part of a statement there from the chairperson of the ICMSA's National Farm Business Committee, Mr Shane O'Loughlin, calling on Minister of Finance, Mr Pascal Donoghue, to reverse the decision to increase the VAT rate on milk recording. John O'Connor for Farm Talk.
1: Farm Talk on C103.
4: Amendments to cornerstone rural development funding of €190 billion attached to the RDP Rural Development Programme have been referred to the European Union Monitoring Committee for consideration and will be submitted to the European Commission for approval, hopefully later this month. Amendments to the RDP Rural Development Programme are aimed at ensuring continuity of existing measures in the programme for the transitional period until the new CAP Strategic Plan is implemented. The current RDP Rural Development Programme is operating under the provisions of the 2014-2020 to inclusive period. The 190 million euro RDP, Rural Development uh, Programme funding, addresses biodiversity, climate, and environmental challenges while promoting economic and social development in rural areas. Consultation now underway on RDP amendments are taking place in the context of ensuring there will be continuity of funding to support farming and rural communities in contributing to the green economic recovery. John O'Connor for Farm Talk.
3: Last week we announced details of the 2021 Gloss Traditional Farm Buildings Grant Scheme which is opened and involves an online application process. The scheme funds the conservation and preservation of traditional farm buildings and structures of significant heritage and value and which are conserved for agricultural use. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnell, Oak, secured €1.25 million euro in the budget for the scheme. The earliest structure supported on the scheme so far dates from the early 15th century, still standing, still functional. The Cork Southwest TD, Christopher O'Sullivan, says grants available range between 4000 and €25,000 with up to 75% of the cost of the project eligible for funding. The Heritage Council manages the scheme on behalf of the department, and it's open to applicants who participate in the Green Low Carbon Agri Environment Scheme, otherwise known as GLOSS. Closing date for applications online is Monday, the 5th of April at 5 o'clock, and terms and conditions are available at heritagecouncil.ie. John O'Connor joins me to answer some of the queries that we've had in relation to the scheme and those who can avail of it.
4: While there may be many interesting old buildings and structures falling into various states of disrepair across the country, the glass scheme we're talking about specifically concerns renovation and preservation of traditional farm buildings or structures being used still for the purposes of agriculture on your farming enterprise. Both Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Mr Charlie McConnell Oak TD and Miss Virginia Teen, CEO of the Heritage Council, point out that many old buildings are of immense social and environmental value, as well as serving as a very useful resource on farms. Applicants, of course, must be participants in the GLOSS scheme. That's the Green Low Carbon Agri Environmental Scheme
3: GLOSS. And John, is there an information website where listeners can obtain detailed information, say on the type of farm building or the structure which is most likely to succeed in obtaining a grant?
4: Yes, indeed, Barry. Full information at the following website, www.heritagecouncil.ie, all case. Applications online only, closing date Monday 5th of April, 5pm, the application forms, together with terms and conditions, are on the Heritage Council website.
3: And I understand the grants range from €4,000 to €25,000, with up to 75% of the project eligible for funding.
4: That's correct. The Heritage Council will support up to 80 projects chosen on a competitive basis. And to remind listeners, the window for applications is fairly narrow. The closing date for a seat of applications, online only, is Monday, April 5th, 5pm. The Department of Agriculture funds the scheme, but it's actually administered by the Heritage Council of Ireland. Online contact is www heritagecouncil.ie, all lowercase.
3: And is there any way of finding out if a particular old farm building would qualify for the GLOSS grant?
4: You should include photos of the structure if you'd like to have accepted for one of the 80 grants being awarded. Include good, clear, quality photos, but not too many. You don't need several photos showing the same thing. You can get help taking the pictures from a family member or a neighbour if you feel you need it. Most smartphones actually have good quality cameras. Ensure you have photos which highlight the structure from all angles. Front, back and sides. Main repairs to be carried out, both internal and external repairs. View from public setting. View of the building in its wider surroundings. And what makes a building special? Its history, stories and special features would make your building special. There are many valuable resources online, such as Archaeology.ie and Map Viewer on OSI.ie, which have a wealth of maps dating back to the 1840s. The online version of Griffith Evaluation can tell you who lived on the premises, rates paid and what their occupation was. And John,
3: a final reminder then of that website with the online application form as well as the terms and conditions for the 2021 Glass traditional farm building scheme.
4: www.heritagecouncil.ie all over case. There are also extremely interesting and helpful articles on the scheme in the March-April issue of the Chagask Clients magazine Today's Farm by Miss Emer Connery, Chagask, Middleton County Cork, And Miss Katrina Foley Chagask, Dungarvan, County Waterford. The successful application of Mr. Jerry Manning, the Hermitage Glenmire, County Cork, is reviewed in detail by Miss Ema Connery in this March April today's farm issue. And Katrina Foley Chagask, after years of advising clients on the scheme, successfully applied herself for a grant. There are plenty of tips in the Today's Farm magazine on filling out the application form. And many thanks to Miss Katrina Foley, Chagas advisor, Don Garvin, and Miss Emer Connery, Chagas Middleson County Cork, for their extensive research on the Glass Traditional Farm Buildings Grant Scheme. Some of their tips we have incorporated into this Q&A feature. Thanks for that, John.
3: The Minister for Rural and Community Development, Heather Humphreys, launched the CLAWR 2021 programme, which has an allocation of €5.5 million. Funding's increased by 10% this year in recognition of the importance of the programme to some of the most remote rural areas in the country. Measures which will receive funding include support for schools and community safety, outdoor community recreation facilities Community well-being measures such as community gardens and allotments, along with mobility and cancer care transport and the CLORE innovation measure. CLORE provides funding for small-scale infrastructural projects in rural areas that have suffered significant levels of population decline. The closing date for receipt of applications there is the 7th of May and Minister Humphreys is encouraging all communities in Clore areas to avail of the opportunities provided by the funding.
4: Mr Pat McCormack, President of the ICMSA, has welcomed the opening by the Minister of Agriculture of the Dairy Beef Calf Programme. Mr McCormack said the programme which the ICMSA had lobbied for was a decisive step in the right direction – but would clearly need to be expanded and developed in future years. Mr. McCormack pointed out the payment of 20 euro per head was payable on dairy beef calves born after 1st of January 2021, which are weighed with the minimum age of weighing being 12 weeks old and the weights to be submitted by 1st of November 2021 to ICBF. He pointed out, farmers should apply by closing date of 26th April, 21, and the payment is subject to a maximum of 20 calves per farmer. The scheme is available to dairy farmers and farmers who purchase dairy calves. Mr McCormack said, given the growth in the dairy herd, there is an increased availability of dairy beef calves, and the programme recognises the ICMSA's argument for better integration between dairy and beef sectors. The ICMC president said that with returns from dairy beef production, more positive than suckler beef production, it was in everyone's best interest to develop a strong dairy beef calf programme. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Farm Talk on C103. An urgent accelerated rollout of the national broadband system is needed to equip farm families, according to a statement from the IFA. Speaking after a meeting with the CEO of National Broadband Ireland, IFA National Treasurer Mr Martin Stapleton has called on the government to accelerate the rollout programme to rural areas. Mr Stapleton emphasised that rural dwellers, farmers and rural business owners all need access to high-quality broadband. While the rollout of the national broadband programme was to be welcomed, the current seven-year target needs to be revised and made more ambitious. He pointed out the COVID-19 pandemic had put major pressure on farmers and rural dwellers. Many, he said, had found the lack of access to good broadband had severely curtailed their ability to conduct their daily business and access to the online services necessary to run their farms and homes. This was simply not good enough, and he welcomed the commitment of NBI to advance their discussions with government about an accelerated rollout of the programme. Mr Stapleton reminded the government that if they have ambitions of facilitating more remote working from rural areas, then they need to intervene to bring the rollout of the programme forward. Any commitments around this must focus on the areas that are deprived of a service most at the moment. He said, in the current model, those most in need will be last in line. Part of a statement there from the IFA National Treasurer, Mr. Marshall Stapleson, emphasizing the need for an accelerated rollout of national broadband services. John O'Connor for Farm Talk.
3: Tiagasc advisor Adrian O'Callaghan joins us this week to discuss March grassland management, fertiliser application, cow health and breeding season targets, along with some of the upcoming events of interest.
5: An announcement there from the CCAD partnership about the rural social scheme and there's vacancies on that scheme. I suppose just to let people know that it's aimed at low-income farmers and fishermen and fisherwomen, um, I suppose... um, what it's all about is it's, it's an undertaking of 19 and a half hours' work in your local uh, community. Um, it's a top-up of uh, €1,170 Euros to to your annual social welfare payment. And I suppose spouses and other family members may qualify. So I suppose the person to contact there is the rural rural social Scheme supervisor um, in CCAD, who's uh, Declan Barron, he's asked people to contact him. Uh, it's in total confidence with no obligation to to take up the scheme, maybe just to have a chat. So maybe uh, that's uh, Declan Barron in, in CCAD to contact him. CCAD's number is 021-461-3432. Uh, the other thing I want to, to mention there as well is um, Water Quality Week. It is coming up next week from the 22nd to the 26th of March. And I suppose this is just focusing on water quality, which is becoming more important um, for the farming community as we go along. And I suppose next week, Chagas and its partners will provide water quality information and advice to farmers. And I suppose the key to it is to minimise the nutrients, um, sediment and pesticides from from accessing our water... Courses from farming practices, I suppose, and how the the week will be run is is that there will be information provided through short videos. These will be posted on um or our social media channels, and and there'll also be print articles in the local media. So just look out for that water quality week, I suppose. Is It's affecting all farmers, no matter what the enterprise is at this stage, so um, just to to update people on on that.
3: And if we just look at some of the topics that we have for the month of March, well through it now, grassland management, that's key, of course, at this time of the year, Adrian.
5: Grassland management is is, is key in the spring and I suppose uh, March grassland management, it's all about feeding the cow, um, like Grass in, in spring grass is, is the most um the highest energy feed and, and the highest protein feed that you can you can give your cow. So I suppose we, we, we really focus on that. But I suppose this spring has been difficult. It's been a wet February as we all know, uh and that resulted in a, a low proportion of the milking platform being grazed on, on the majority of farms. So look, we are where we are, I suppose. Uh what we must focus on now is is getting cows out, uh and, and farmers need to be a proactive in achieving the targets for, for the spring. So I suppose a lot of people achieved to get cows out in the in the last fortnight and um, from the, the start of the month, start of March. So I suppose the targets have slightly changed in if you only got out on the 1st of March. What we're talking about now is to graze 30% up to up to, to this weekend, uh, to graze another 30% by the 1st of April and the last 30% by somewhere between the 10th and the 15th of April for people that only that got to grass in, in, in the last fortnight. Um, for people that did uh get the grass in February and got maybe ten or twenty percent of the farm graze, I suppose the targets are just slightly changed a bit. The 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 target is still to, to finish the first rotation in the in, in between the first and, and, and the tenth of April. Um but I suppose there's there's really three checks now that, that all farmers should be putting in place um for the coming weeks, I suppose. We should start walking the farm regularly just to make sure that our average farm cover doesn't drop below 550 to 600 kgs of dry matter per hectare. Um, I suppose what we need to be doing then is is, is set a date for when the second rotation will start, just generally somewhere between the 1st to the 15th of of April. And I suppose it's all dependent on having enough grass for the second rotation. So what I'd be encouraging people to do is to is to walk the farm to go out and see uh, what grass is on the the, the paddocks um, that were grazed initially and and to see then when when will they be ready for the second rotation so i suppose in simple terms if if you're 50 acres to graze left to graze and we've roughly 20 days left in the first rotation simple sum is we're going to be grazing two and a half acres a day or 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 70 acres a week the other thing then is is just to keep an eye on that first paddock as i said look growth rates will probably be somewhere in the region of 25 to 35 for 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 the next 20 odd days so look if in in that case then we we're going to put up five or six hundred kgs of grass going to grow five or six hundred kgs of grass in the next 20 days and really then on that basis we need Or 1300 of an average uh, of a a pre grazing yield when we go on the the 10th of April. So, if we take off our 600 that we're going to grow, there needs to be 600 there today. So, if you go out and you see five or six hundred on us, you're well on target to to, to start the second rotation on the somewhere on the 5th to the 10th of April. But if you go out and you only see two or three hundred on us, and that might all that might all that would be on it if you only started grazing two weeks ago, well, then you have to slow down and you have to. You have to make the, the first, first rotation last probably until the 15th or the 20th of April. So the first few paddocks that you graze, whether that be in February or, or in March, um, you really need to go out and see where they are now. And you need to, to, to make a plan um, for the next 20 days to, to how you're going to feed your cows. And as I said already, it's all about feeding the cow. We're probably a month or six weeks away from the breeding season. We're a month probably away from cows coming into peak production, so it's very important that we get the grass uh, right for for the next few weeks.
3: And in keeping with the grass management, of course, the application of fertilizer is also very important. Now, and weather conditions are improving too, so that'll be another key element of what we're doing out there with grassland management. Yeah,
5: absolutely. And again, this was this was um I kind of I suppose the fertilizer application was um, a bit stop-start um, there for the last few weeks. I suppose some people got fertiliser out early in uh, early February. Uh, with the way the weather came in in February, there wasn't an awful lot spread and more people got going in on the, on the first week of March. So I suppose really we need to, people to, to give a look at what, they've, what fields they've spread and, and what rates they've spread. I suppose the target really is, is again, is 70 units, to have 70 units out by the, the 1st of April. Um that's made up of both um, chemical in, and slurry. So, look, really, any ground that has got slurry um, has got 20, 20 to 25 units, and, and you're topping up then to get your 70. Um, ground uh, that got fertiliser in, in early February, it probably got a half a bag, 23 units, that needs to be topped up again. It can either get slurry at this stage um, after grazing, or, or, or it can get um, chemical fertiliser, so if you're going with slurry, you're going to spread another half a bag of urea with it. Or if you are going, if you can't get slurry due to ground conditions, it probably needs a full bag 46 units to get it up to the 70 units. Um, the other thing I suppose to bear in mind is uh, we just want to, to think about like the ground that we're grazing today. We'll probably be back in the second rotation in one month's time. So really spreading slurry um, from now on um, should be just thought about that. That's um, spreading thick slurry uh, on on paddocks that we'll be grazing in a month's time isn't is, it, is it the best idea, and maybe it's um, chemical fertilizer we should be spreading because we could get rejection in a in a month's time if um, if there's slurry still on the ground. The other thing to bear in mind that's what's in trial work on in Moor Park in, in the last three years we have got better responses from our nitrogen when we included sulphur and when we included pea with us. Um, so we got we grew more grass and we got greater recovery of our nitrogen so if there is uh, a product in the yard with sulfur in it um, urea with sulfur or, or nitrogen with sulfur um, maybe it's an idea to, to use it because it has been shown to grow more grass and we get better recovery of our nitrogen
3: Tiagasc advisor Adrian O'Callaghan. And we'll have more on that topic in next Wednesday's programme. Tiagasc Water Quality Week is coming up next week, March 22nd to 26th inclusive. It's organised in collaboration with the Dairy Processing Co-ops and the Local Authority Waters Programme. Tiagascan and its partners provide water quality-focused information and advice to farmers to help minimise the losses of nutrients, sediment and pesticides to water from their farming practices. Well, Tiagascan advisor Lane Giles has the day-to-day details now for the Water Quality Week.
0: The reason we chose this week is because we were, were Water Quality Day on the 22nd of March and we decided we put together a, a Water Quality Week to, to go with it as such. You know, So throughout the week, we, the week is Monday, the 22nd, to. Friday the 26th, is Chagas in collaboration with um, the Dairy Processing, Co-ops and the Local Authority Waters Programme, a running Water Quality Week. And the purpose of the week, I suppose, is to provide water quality-focused uh, information and advice for farmers to help minimise losses of nutrients and sediment and pesticides to water from their farming practices. So the week will cover uh, a broad range of topics and we will be available to farmers and the public primarily through uh, short videos posted on digital media platforms and local print media. And each day will be dedicated to a particular theme which will look and explain a range of water quality problems and uh, provide practical advice and solutions to farmers. LawPro, the local uh, authority uh, Waters Programme, will get the ball rolling on Monday, the 22nd of March. Um, They will explore the importance of water quality to farmers and their thoughts on what can be done to improve it. Uh, These are the scientists that are out measuring in the streams and and, uh, looking for life in the streams and their assessments from that point of view. And they'll also explain how water quality is measured, demonstrating a kick sample which is used to identify the quantities and types of microinvertebrates in the water, uh, as these give it a good indication of, of the quality of the water. Public ac- access to information on streams and, uh, and rivers of Ireland is an important guide, and it will be demonstrated on the uh, catchments.ie website. On Tuesday, then, the 23rd, um, Tragers and the Coop Advisors will provide information on nitrogen, which is quite a, I know from experience, uh, working in this area is quite a significant air, uh, issue in, on the south coast here with the help of researchers from Johnston Castle to shine a bit of light on, on, on this area. So information will be provided on how nitrate, nitrate interacts with soil and what farmers can do to you know, minimise diffuse nitrate losses from their farm. And focus will be on nitrate use in early spring and autumn with an emphasis on soil moisture deficit, soil temperature and weather forecast and the role, of course, of the low emission slurry spreading and the clover and the protected urea. Uh, this will be followed on Wednesday, the 24th, with a similar discussion on diffuse phosphorus and sediment losses to waters and how farmers can break the pathway of phosphorus and sediment loss by putting in the right measure in the right place on their farms this involves i suppose farmers uh, understanding that there's um, what's called critical source areas these are areas on the farm that phosphorus is more likely to enter the, the water courses how to deal with this would say, in terms of establishing uh, repairing margins in these areas which help prevent uh, phosphorus and sediment losses and uh, advice will also be given on how to best manage uh, farm drains and peat soils as these are also a source of sediment and phosphorus and uh, then on thursday uh, the focus on Thursday will be on pesticide use on farms and how these can impact uh, streams and rivers and also drinking water supplies. Advice will be provided on best practice uh, in applying uh, sprays and how to minimise losses, particularly in relation to MCPA use and rush control. How sheep dips and the disposal necessary for them. There will also a focus on roles that agroforestry and wetlands can play in helping to protect and improve water quality. And then, lastly, on Friday, uh, the week will, will close out by explaining the importance of good farmyard management practices, as these will play. A a vital role in minimising point source losses of nutrients and the focus will be on silage pits uh, and effluent control and animal housing and soil water management and there will also be an opportunity to tune into uh, the weekly Chagask signpost webinar for additional information and discussions on topics covered by Water Quality Week.
3: Lane Giles of Chagask, Water Quality Week is coming up Monday to Friday March 22nd to 26th inclusive.
1: Farm Talk on C1
4: Improved access for Irish beef exports to Japan have been announced by the Minister of State with responsibility for new market development, Minister Martin Hayden TD. Minister Hayden said, following the conclusion of negotiations between his officials here in Ireland and their counterparts in the Minister of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries, and the Ministry of Health, Labour and Welfare in Japan. Ms Hayden said he was pleased to announce that they had successfully modified the terms of the export certificate required for beef to allow for the export of Irish minced meat and beef burgers to Japan. This expansion of beef access follows on, he pointed out, from the removal of the age restriction on beef exports secured back in May 2019 when beef from cattle of all ages became eligible for export to Japan. Irish agri-food exports in general to Japan were worth more than €147 million in 2020, an increase of €14.6 million, or 11%, since the earlier year 2019. The European trade agreement with Japan, which entered into force on 1st February 2019 as the largest open trade zone in the world, provides, Minister Hayden said, an excellent opportunity to expand food and drink trade with Japan. Specifically, Minister Hayden said, Irish beef exports to Japan, viewed alone, increased from... 2,323 tonnes in 2019 to 4,120 tonnes in 2020, growing in value from €9.5 million to €15.7 million in the same period. The majority of this was in the form of bovine tongues, a delicacy in Japan, and from other beef fifth-quarter items. The Agreement of Access for Irish Minced Meat and Burgers through Japan should, Mr. Hayden said, help Ireland increase sales due to the ease of shipping these products by sea and Ireland's reputation as a supplier of beef burgers in the Food Service channel. John O'Connor for Farm Talk.
3: Food business owners across South and West Cork are being encouraged to sign up to SeaCat Partnership CLG's newly announced and free sustainable food programme which gets underway next month. The program's been developed with small, medium and artisan food producers in mind and aims to educate and empower businesses in various areas where they may be experiencing challenges around sustainability. It will run from April to November next with a break across July and August. The closing date is Monday, the 5th of April for participants who satisfy the qualifying criteria. Places are limited and business owners are encouraged to log on to ccad.ie forward slash food to register. Aldi has released figures showing a spend of €68.5 million with County Cork food and drink producers in 2020, reflecting its continued significant contribution to County Cork's economy and the impact of its charity partnerships across the county. Aldi partners with 33 County Cork producers in sourcing locally produced food and drink from suppliers. It also operates 23 stores in the county, employing 1,000 full-time staff, spending €30 million annually on wages. It's seeking to recruit 120 new employees for County Cork stores this year. Time to hear now from Makra in Cork this week. Christopher McCarthy, Secretary of Kilmeen Mockra in the Carberry region, joins us. He's also part of the two-man team running the YFDG office in County Cork.
1: Carberry YFDG will be holding a breeding talk in the coming weeks. Contact the Carberry YFDG Facebook page. Bantry Macra would like to thank everyone who supported and donated to their virtual 5k last weekend, where all proceeds going to Cork Arc Cancer Support. Kara Makra also held a brilliant quiz during the week with all proceeds going to West Cork Rapid Response. With the fine evenings ahead and good weather, Ben Lidi Makra are holding a boot camp via Zoom on Monday evening next. You can contact Ben Lidi Facebook page it's great to see Band and Cross Mahan Makra taking part in the Jerusalem dance they did last week. If any other club in Calgary or outside Calgary wishes to take on the challenge, it would be mostly appreciated. Cork County Makra. Are holding a 78 virtual dinner dance via Zoom on the 23rd of April. Tickets are now on sale. You can contact the Cork County Facebook page. It's election season here in Makra with two candidates running for national presidency and two candidates running for Monster VP. In the Munster VP, there's Elaine Horrigan from Limerick and our local girl Arne McCarthy from Imachillimacra. And the hustlings will take place this Wednesday night via Zoom. If anyone in the Carbery region wishes to join Macra, please drop a message to the Carbery Facebook or Instagram page.
3: Thanks to Christopher McCarthy, Secretary of Kilmeen Macra in the Carbery region
4: just under €500,000 has been allocated for international research projects relating to nutrition in the diet of older persons. The Minister of State of the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Martin Hayden, TD, announced two New Research Grants awards. The awards amount to almost €575,000 and facilitate researchers in Chagask and UCD to collaborate on international research projects relating to nutrition in older citizens. The funding projects are well aligned with national strategic ambitions for the agri-food sector to contribute positively to citizens' health and well-being insofar as they focus on research relating to taste, nutritional profile and health-inducing properties. Two projects have Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine-funded Irish participants as follows. Eat for Age, that's E-A-T, digit 4 A G. palatable, nutritious and digestible foods for the prevention of undernutrition in active ageing. An awarded charge of €249,874 by the Irish Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine. Other collaborating partner countries include Norway, United Kingdom, France and Israel. The project intends to investigate the formulation of innovative and energy-dense foods that increase appetite and improve bioavailability of proteins in age-tailored food products. And the second of the two projects, funded by the Irish Department of Agriculture, Food in the Marine, Ambrosia, the Prevention of Undernutrition in Older Adults. University College Dublin awarded €223,415 by the Irish Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine. Other collaborating partner countries in this Ambrosia project include Italy, Spain, United Kingdom and Germany. The project intends to develop a new food product based on research regarding metabolism, macro and or micronutrients, bioavailability and absorption in older adults. With a particular focus on atrial fibrillation, irregular heartbeat, and heart failure patients. Further information on these projects from www.agriculture.gov.ie, all lowercase, under the heading of Joint Programming Initiative A Healthy Diet for a Healthy Life. Research call. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Thanks to John for co producing
3: and contributing to the Farm Talk programme again this week. I'm Barry O'Mahony. Thank you for listening. Farm Talk with Dairy Gold Calf Milk Replacer,
2: offering a wide range of calf milk replacers to suit your calf's needs.
1: On C103.